Hello, small group leaders. Here we are in the second week of our new semester in small groups. Some of you guys have welcomed people into your small group. Thank you for doing that. I'm so excited to see what God has for us this semester. And with that being said, this is usually the first week that we jump into the intersect. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I want to talk to you about a couple of different things before we start getting into the intersect. The first thing is there's some announcements. And so Crosspoint has experienced a burst of growth lately, which is so awesome. So thank you, Jesus, for that growth. But with the new people, we have a meet and greet coming up the last weekend of this month. So Saturday and Sunday, the 28th and 29th. If you have anyone new or even newer, so four or five months in your small group, I would really encourage them to come out to the meet and greet. A couple of things happen, free food. So woohoo to that. But even more than that, it's just a chance to get to meet some of the people that work on staff, hear other programs and things that are going on and a way to connect them with other people. And so I really, really encourage you. And then if you have someone who's brand new and they are thinking about going and are nervous, come and join them. There's nothing that says that you can't come and join them and hang out with them to make them feel more comfortable and free food for you too. So how exciting would that be? And so that is at the end of this month. Another really, really cool thing is that our kids ministry, our Crosspoint Kids is having a baptism workshop this coming weekend. So please announce to all of your small groups, whatever age is in there with children, that this workshop is for all. It's not just for the little littles. It's for all students or kids who were wanting to know about what baptism is. I took the class with my husband and our daughter, Abigail. And after the class, my daughter was like, um, hello, I want to get baptized. I believe in Jesus. I want to tell the world about Jesus. It was an awesome experience. Even this weekend in the car, she was telling one of her friends about what it means to get baptized, everything that she learned from this class. Even if your child does not end up getting baptized from it, it's such a great way to start a conversation. So please do that. That is this weekend at 1130 in the big group area on Sunday. So make sure you guys go and check that out. And then we have grief share that is happening. And then we also have a chance to win something for social media. So you can read more information on that. But if you know anyone who is interested in joining our social media team, they're offering a little Starbucks gift card, not a little one, like a nice one, you get a couple of drinks off of it. So if you guys are interested, all of that information is going to be in the loop. Okay, moving forward. I want to talk to you guys about Nehemiah and Malachi, the series that we are jumping into. This next couple months is really going to start us on a journey of rebuilding or building or starting something. And while Steve will be casting vision throughout all of the messages, this is also a time for us as small group leaders and hosts to start helping the people in our small group with what it looks like to start either building a deeper relationship with the Lord, if it's going out and serving in a new different area, whatever it is, this whole process is going to be a journey. And so on the intersect, I like to take you through a weekly journey of helping to get deeper, but it's so much more than that, that these questions are going to be kind of comprehensive. And so this week, question number five is really going to be maybe the starting point 
point of a conversation and to something so much more than what we realize that God has for us. And so being able to take that first step of what am I passionate about? But as small group leaders, I really encourage you write down what the people say so that we can follow up with them during the week. That to me is the biggest takeaway is question number five. If you only do question five, that's going to be such a good jumping off point for this series. Okay, so all of that in mind, the intersect, we always try to take you on a journey of this is where we're going to start. We're going to start conversation, and then we're going to build on some questions where it's a little bit more thought provoking. Maybe some are a little bit more emotionally driven to see like, okay, where's your heart in this? Or where's your mind? How do you respond? How do you react? We dig into the word. And in the word, we really flush out what the message was talking about this weekend as we dig deeper. And then from that, the final question is usually like our action question. And so you can jump around if you choose, but that's kind of the journey we take you guys on. However, you are small group leaders. You are not handcuffed to the intersect, but we try to make it as easy for you as possible to start having a conversation and being able to eventually dive deeper in. Some just can't dive deep instantly, right? So we have to go on a little bit of a journey. And so the question one is really like, what stood out to you? But even if there's a word or phrase, I mean, Steve said something on Sunday morning. He said, what if you're the someone else? When we always say, oh, someone else will do it. What if you are the someone else? And I wrote it down and I said, oh, that is so good. Everyone just says like, someone else will do it. Someone else will do it. Well, maybe you're the someone else. Boom. So powerful. What a conversation starter in a small group as something that stood out into the message. The next question is really simple. We try to give you guys some examples of ways that we react when facing a big problem. And man, I know that there are so many more things in there than what we have listed. And so they could write that down. I really encourage you guys to be super vulnerable and honest. And so if your initial reaction to a big problem is not prayer, dude, don't circle it. What a waste of an opportunity to be honest and to say, man, it should be prayer but it's not. I react by numbing out or withdrawing or going straight in with firefighter mode. It's whatever the way that you react, be honest and maybe you share first so you can be the catalyst to vulnerability and deeper conversation. And then the next question just is a little bit deeper. What are some obstacles to staying productive that you've experienced while waiting to see what God has next for you? And I think that this phase of waiting is where so many people are in their faith. It's like, okay, I feel like maybe God wants me to do something, but I don't know what it is. And so I'm just waiting to see him kind of hanging out. And it really can feel a little defeatist a little bit when you have to wait longer than that McDonald's drive through. We want everything so quickly. And so when maybe you even have to wait only two weeks and we're like, oh, I waited forever. So while you're waiting, how can you stay productive? And what's the obstacles you face? And every time we write a question like that, what's the obstacles? The next follow-up question for you, take notes, small groups leaders, write it down. Whatever the obstacle is, how do you overcome that obstacle? So if the obstacle is I get sidetracked or I I just move on to something else because I'm tired of waiting. Okay, well then 
How do you overcome that obstacle? We're not going to just ask you like, hey, share your pain and your obstacle and then be like, all right, thanks for sharing. No, how do you overcome that? What steps can we put in place to overcome that? And then just jumping into the word of God, three smaller scriptures for you. And they're all similar, but all different. But one of the things that when we go through scriptures, especially in my small group, you're reading in Proverbs, you're like, well, what does the Bible tell us about this? And you're like, oh, well, they just re-quote the scripture to you. And so always I try to say, maybe if you were going to explain this to a 10-year-old, what would the scripture be? Or how would you explain the scripture to a friend at work is a great way to get them to try to word it differently. And so in the Luke passage, the planning is really to count the cost of what it means to be a disciple. So as you read that, you're like, oh, wow, that's really heavy and deep. What does this have to do with planning? In anything in our walk with God, we had to count the cost and we had to plan ahead to see if that was a thing or a journey that we wanted to do. Working with high school students for so long, they probably plan ahead in their walk with God so much that they outplan themselves and say, nope, can't do it. And so it's one of those things of, are you ready for the journey of what's ahead? And how can I prepare myself for that journey? What are the steps and the things that I need to put in place to be able to be successful on that journey. And then the last one is just really don't get so caught up in it that you don't pray about everything. That really all of this is, is we need to have a conversation with God. We need to plan and we need to pray. Both things go so deeply hand in hand. You can't run into a problem without praying and you can't just pray and then not do anything about what God's called us to do. So both of those things are very mutual together. And then in question, five. What's on your heart? What's on your heart? And what are you going to do about it? And so it could be, it's on my heart. I saw a high school student get baptized this weekend. Students are on my heart. Okay. What are you going to do about it? And you as a small group leader, let's not shove them off the cliff into serving, but really it's like, okay, let me help you get in touch with this person to serve. Or maybe it's, I don't like the way my marriage is right now. And the need that I see in my heart, the tugging on my heart is that I want to honor God in my marriage. Don't just say like, okay, well, that's great. It's like, okay, what are you going to do? How are you going to honor God? What steps are you going to take? And how are you going to incorporate prayer and planning and doing and write it down. I don't ever want there to be questions that are so big and deep like this, that we do it one week and there's these breakthroughs. And then we just never ask about them again. The whole part of transformational relationship is growing deeply in our faith with God. And as we grow deeply in our faith with God, that transformation that comes from within to the outside starts with accountability. And so, okay, here's the questions you have. How can I now hold you accountable to that, to finding answers, to seeking, to growing, to doing? So yep, 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 yep. I'm really excited for this series. I'm really excited for another semester. I'm really excited for, I think we had 18 people sign up for small groups. So raise a hallelujah, right? People are still signing up for small groups. Thank you guys so much. I know this was a little bit longer. I promise not to be so long. I mean, maybe I promise to not be so long every single time. But with that being said, you guys are so amazing. And I am so thankful for you and how you have led. If you have not had your check-in, please call your coach. I know our coaches are working so hard to get a chance to meet with you. Don't leave them hanging. Don't leave them on red. Like, let's reach out, guys. Let's reach out to our coaches and let's have our check-ins so that we can just know how to better pray for you. 
know how to better love you and equip you and fill that toolbox of yours so that you guys can be awesome and amazing small group leaders. I love you guys. I'm praying for your night. As always, if you have any questions, you can contact your coach or myself. I'll talk to you guys later. Woohoo! Bye.